0: Greetings, and welcome to the Pampering Myself podcast, an advocacy for self-care. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and most importantly, we'll learn that you can't pour from an empty cup. You'll hear stories, interviews, and conversations which will empower you in living your best life. Greetings, podcast listeners, and welcome to another episode of Pampering Myself. As we quickly approach the holiday season, where food and drinks are the focus of gatherings, I thought I'd share a more healthier alternative many have already discovered. Years ago, Thanksgiving between the Thanksgiving holiday and New Year's Day, I would typically gain anywhere from 10 to 15 pounds. Yes, I said it. 10 to 15 pounds. Now that's a lot of weight by anybody's standards. And then I would try to lose it all in the first week of the new year. Well, you can imagine how that went, right? I had already had pounds I was trying to lose and I had packed on anywhere from 10 to 15 extra pounds, which made it even worse. So not to mention the effects on my body from all that rapid weight gain. But once I realized the harm that I was causing myself by overindulging during this time of year, you know, with all the holiday parties, the consumption of beverages, the sweets that we would eat, I had to find a solution. And I had to make it a point of intentionally not gaining any weight during the holiday season. And this would require me to make better choices. Now, when we think about aging and health, we all wanna live a long and certainly a healthy life, free from as many health issues as possible. And although it's never too late to make these changes and reverse some of the issues that we have, the sooner we do it, the better. Recently, I've been inspired by my daughter's decision to convert to a vegan. And I decided to look at my own eating habits and see what I could do to improve. And what I discovered is I could do better. And I had committed to doing better because in the, over the past year, I had this problem with uh, raising my uric acid. And when it gets too high, it causes bouts of gout. And if you've ever experienced gout, and I shared this in a previous podcast, it can be very painful. So after doing some research on the cause and effect, I finally got that issue under control. But once again, it did require me to make some dietary changes. So I thought, hey... Why not look into this whole vegan thing? After all, it couldn't hurt. I've heard some pros and cons, some good and bad, and so I did. So but there were some questions that I really wanted answered. First of all, what is a vegan? Why are there so many people drawn to this type of lifestyle? And what are some of the pros and cons? And this was just a few of the questions that I went in search of. Well, I'm certainly not an expert and the information I'm about to share is through my own research. And as always, before making any lifestyle changes, I suggest you seek professional advice. The first question I wanted to know was what was the difference between a vegan and a vegetarian? And basically, in a nutshell, the primary difference between vegans and vegetarians is that vegetarians only avoid meat, while vegans avoid all animal source products, which include eggs, honey, dairies, certain wines, and refined white sugar. Now, if you notice, I said some wines, but I did not mention liquor. That's because nearly all hard liquors are vegan. Who knew? Unless they mention honey on the label or liquors that have a cream base, then they are vegan. Now, I understood having the cream base because, of course, dairy is one of the things that vegans don't consume. So I understood that. But what I questioned was the white sugar. Now, my research found in the processing of manufacturing this refined sugar is because of something called bone char, also known as the bones of a cow. When I went to look at my box of sugar, because I was just curious if the word bone char was going to be listed as an ingredient To my surprise, there were no listings other than the word sugar under ingredients. Now, I don't know about you, but sugar, I'm guessing, is one word and it cannot be just itself. Anything I have ever looked at has had more than one ingredient on it. So I don't know what else is in sugar now that you know, there's something that makes it white or something that keeps it preserved. There has to be some additives, knowing what we know about food and how it's preserved and packaged and manufactured, etc. So it just left me wondering, what is not being told? So the million, another million-dollar question I have is, why do people become vegans? Well, I found for a variety of reasons, all which we can understand. Um, there's a group of people who are against the slaughtering of animals for any reason, whether it's for food or to make leather goods or fur coats or any other products, apparently that um, is unknown to us unless we exactly know that that is in a product. So there are people who are totally against it. And for that reason alone, they become a vegan. There's also people who have health issues, um, digestive problems. Um, For me, I backed off a lot of meat uh, years ago because of digestive problems. I just could not break the food down. And so I didn't eat a lot of meat. I still don't eat a lot of meat. Um, And I don't eat a lot of fried. Maybe twice a month I might eat fried meat. I might eat a, a burger twice a month. I'm just not a big meat eater. I never cared for it. Uh, fish and shrimp was my favorite. And I found out that that was the problem with my gout. So I had to back off of it. And Now I may consume that once every two months in a very small quantity. And the third reason was environmental. We don't know um, where these animals are house, what what they're fed, um, how they're treated, how they're slaughtered, what happens when they're in a slaughterhouse. So there's a a lot of things that are going on uh, environmental. But the bottom line, a a person becomes a vegan because it's a personal choice. And for me, my reason for even considering um, this lifestyle change is for health. So at this juncture in my life, I'm not committed to the whole, um, quotation mark, vegan lifestyle, but I am leaning towards adopting some of the vegan practice and principles uh, when and where possible. Now, non-vegans think that vegans only eat fruits and vegetables and that they lack protein. Well, I want to dispel that myth. Um, Just to set the record straight, almost all foods provide protein. I'll say that again. Almost all the foods that we eat have some form of protein in it. And I'm going to give you an example of a few. Lentils, chickpeas, tofu, peas, beans, peanut butter, soy milk, almonds, almonds spinach, rice, whole wheat bread, potatoes, broccoli, kale, and the list goes on. So when consuming these items, you are getting in protein. It may not be the required daily amount, but if eating enough of these items, then you can get it in. So what are some of the um, pros and cons? Well, some of the benefits, and I think the benefits are um, worth turning to vegan alone. Um, I'll list three of them here, That, according to AARP. Uh, the first one being that it lowers your cholesterol. There was a study in 2007 that showed people with type 2 diabetes who followed a vegan diet reduced their LDL cholesterol by 21%. Now that is significant. And to um, reverse that, I have a story my niece shared with me a couple of days ago. Pre-COVID, she was diagnosed um, as a diabetic. And that's because she ate out a lot. She had a hectic work schedule like most of us. Uh, She lived alone. She didn't have to cook for anyone and didn't cook for herself. And so most 99% 99% of her meals, she ate out. And that meant, of course, uh, fast food restaurants, that meant uh, unhealthy places, just whatever she can grab and eat uh, on the move. And even when she was able to sit down, just something quick. Well, Kova put us inside the homes for several months and she had to order food and she became very creative, and decided to um, consider healthier eating. Not only did she lose, I think it was 20-something pounds, but she has reversed the effects of the diabetes. And on her last visit, which was about a week ago, her doctor congratulated her on moving into the pre-diabetic stage. (laughs) Now you wouldn't think that would be something to congratulate someone about to say you now a pre-diabetic but she was a full-blown diabetic. And so her lowering her LDL and eating properly and all of that helped get her out of that red zone. And so that helped transfer. So that that is a testament The second one is it promotes greater uh, self-control. Dr. Michael Applebaum, who's the president of Fitness Med, Inc., states that self-control needed to eat in a vegan way can be extended to other behaviors requiring self-control, commitment, and dedication in one's life. I can only imagine when you apply discipline in one area, It can transcend into other areas of your life, getting that eating under control, um, making you be more focused on what it is you want to accomplish and do. Um, So it's a mindset. And if you can change your mindset in that, just think of the possibilities of other areas in your life. And these are proven statistics. And the third one um, is weight loss mainly because you're not eating meat or high-fat dietary products. Two months in, my daughter, who uh, works a stressful uh, job, who is not very active, uh, changed her lifestyle, lost a significant amount of weight, and all of this is because she chose to not eat the same things that she was eating before, which caused the weight gain. She's also uh, diabetic. So it, it can only benefit, the results can only benefit, one, to consider um, changing your lifestyle, whether it's vegan, vegetarian, or just changing it, period. Now, there are some areas of concern, as there are with anything, Uh, The first one being the opposite of weight loss, which is weight gain. Because um, contrary to what people believe, vegans can eat a lot of the same food non-vegans enjoy, such as Oreo cookies, Pillsbury croissant rolls, Ritz crackers, and unfrosted Pop-Tarts. These are all technically vegan. But we know these foods aren't exactly the epitome of health. I joined this Facebook group, this vegan Facebook group, and one of the newbies in there um, was excited to be in the group because she said it um, gave her an opportunity uh, to pick up on recipes. She didn't know where to go. She didn't know how to cook other dishes, um, how to cook vegan I'm not sure whether um, what her age was or what her lifestyle was before she decided to make this transition, but she talked about, for the last two weeks, only eating potatoes. Well, she got her protein in, uh, she got some starches in, and she also got a lot of extra fat in, probably with um, frying it or however she was doing it, but she didn't have any... um, she didn't know that there was an alternative. Vegan food and recipes do not have to be bland. I have experimented with quite a few. Uh, Some you can't even tell the difference in as far as flavor because there are vegan butters, vegan oils, um, things that just don't have the same effects. There are substitutes for things that give you less of uh, calories, less fat, less sweetener. So there is a lot that you can do and choose from um, as a vegan. And I also had a, um, my niece's or great niece friend, we was at a dinner for my sister and he made a comment that he knows some vegans that were overweight. So vegan doesn't necessarily mean that you will lose weight. It all depends on Um, how that person prepared their meals and how true they are to that lifestyle. Um, One of the other concerns, the second concern I have listed, is the loss of essential vitamins and minerals. Now, I did another podcast also on this talking about the importance of essential vitamins and minerals. A vegan diet can be low in vitamin B12, calcium, and vitamin D. However, there are a lot of uh, food sources for vegans that they can get these necessary vitamins. And if not, then there are supplements. There are natural supplements, vitamins and minerals that we take, and one should be taking vitamins and minerals if you are not getting in all the daily requirements, and certainly when you reach a certain age. So regardless of whether or not um, not, not getting in enough protein or vitamins and minerals, if that is an issue, then there is um, remedies to that. And the third one I like to share is the unrealistic expectations. Now, according to Dr. Applebaum, a vegan diet alone doesn't mean healthier. We think that um, this is going to be the cure-all, that once we change and our diet up for a week, it is going to be the miracle that we've been looking for to lose weight or to get healthier or to get rid of all of these diseases. But there has to be a balance, not only a balance of diet but of exercise and a, a proper fitness regimen. So you have to take in consideration those uh, things also, when considering whether or not this is a lifestyle for you, I know that when I first um, started working at home uh, during COVID, that I had a problem eating up everything. I mean, me and my husband both. You know, we just ate every so many hours. I don't know whether that was from. Uh, a change in habit, um, not knowing the uh, unexpected or what. And then eventually it tapered off and we went to a norm. And now that he's back to work and I'm still working at home, um, my eating is, is still normal, but for some reason I fell off on the water. I started back drinking uh, pop and juices, and that is definitely a no-no. Um, so over the last week or so, I've been forcing myself back into the water. So there's a form of discipline, a commitment, and things that you have to do in order to stay on this track. It's it's not easy, um, but I believe that once uh, you find some consistency and stick with it, then you'll be better off for. I did find this article that I also found interesting that um, could be a benefit. Well, it is a benefit, Uh, though there's not a lot of statistics to prove it. I just think it's a matter of time. Um, But through Healthline, an online source, a digital article stated the following. The Western diet and lifestyle are often viewed as two of the main contributors to rapid aging and disease. Thus, many people wonder whether alternative diets, such as vegan diet, help people live longer, healthier lives. In fact, you may have heard claims that vegans have a longer lifespan. A healthy vegan diet is typically defined as one that is rich in minimally processed plant foods, such as fruits, vegetables, whole grains, ligaments, nuts, seeds, and very few junk foods. Meanwhile, a poorly planned vegan diet may rely heavily on sweets, processed items, and other foods that are typically vegan but very poor in nutrients. So what basically that they are saying is, if you follow a uh, defined uh, vegan diet, one that uh, follows all the principles, uh, fruits and vegetables, the right seasonings, cooked and prepared the right way in a certain, um, in the right quantity, uh, and implement a diet and exercise program. That there is a possibility that you could live longer. Now there are no numbers to um, state that fact. Um, right now, it is just a, a belief or or maybe minimum research. But come on, let's let's think about this here now. You don't have to be a rocket scientist or a medical profession to know that if you ate. The proper food, avoid all the fats, the meats, the unnecessary sugars, and processed food, that you would live healthier. You would feel better inside and out. This would be evident by your nails, your hair, your breath, I mean, your skin texture, all of that would be evident by eating a healthy lifestyle and doing the things that keep your body in optimum performance. So I don't really need them to tell me or to prove to me that people who follow a call it vegan or not, or just a lifestyle that focused solely on health could live longer and be disease-free, I'm willing to bet it works. And I'm willing to bet it works to the extent that I would be willing to try it. Now, at this juncture, again in my life, I'm not necessarily saying that I'm going to commit to a full-blown vegan lifestyle, but I'm willing to make some changes and some steps towards it. And who knows, who knows what the future holds. So i like to summarize what I've learned during this research, um, the road to vegan or not vegan, but regardless of whatever choice, I make, it will be to better my health. But what I've learned is vegan diets are linked to numerous health benefits. And this includes lowering uh, the risk of obesity, type 2 diabetes, certain cancers, and heart disease. And some evidence indicates that you may also live longer. Now, yet, like most diets, vegan diets vary in quality. And this may partly explain why vegans don't always outlive non-vegans, because you have people like me who are saying, I'm not going to fully commit to the vegan lifestyle, but I am going to do certain things. Now, the one other thing that when we talk about other things, we talk about food not only a way of chemicals and um, other uh, non-healthy sources entering the body. We talk about shampoos, deodorants, uh, perms, makeup, and the list goes on uh, lotions that we put on our body, uh, bath oils, perfumes, I mean, it's just a list of things that we either put on our body or that get enter into our skin, uh, tattoos, that all affect us internally. So we don't have to really wonder why we're sick and what uh, these things can cause because it's evident that they're all around us and that each one of these things... Um, has some effect on our life. So I hope you found this information helpful. Uh, It's been an eye-opener for me, especially the bone char and the sugar processing and um, that we don't always know or are always provided the answers um, to what we do. Uh, We have to be more proactive in knowing what's in our food And willing to um, and and what we put on our bodies, and we have to be more willing to get involved and to demand the answers to those that we hold accountable. So, I hope that you got something out of this podcast, and I wish you good luck, good health, and be safe until next time. Buff. <smart noise>